Coming up on this episode of Tar Heel Runners. College, if you would have told me that I was running today as much as I was running when I was in college, I would have called it crazy. So oddly enough, when I was looking to move to the beach, my brother at this point had moved to Greensboro and told me about Wilmington and I was like, you know, I think I might want to open my own business. And he was like, well, you're obsessed with running, weirdly obsessed with running. Uh, and you want to own your own business. Have you ever thought of owning a running shoe store? Running's great because you can do it by yourself. It's hard to go get a great workout playing basketball by yourself. Um, but it's also such a great big community of people. I want to thank Michelle Fogel for taking time out of her afternoon to uh, share about her passion for running and how that uh, passion has collided to a career here in Wilmington. But as a customer of Fleet Feet, I will say uh, that, that those two collisions have come together perfectly and that she provides more than just running shoes over at that store, uh, but really a sense of passion and a sense of community that she talks about in this uh, episode. So thanks so much for listening. And if you get a chance, go by Fleet Feet and uh, support them however you can. Thanks a bunch. I also feel like I should say that this uh, was not sponsored in any way by Fleet Feet. I just simply reached out to Michelle and asked her would she like to talk. Thank you, Michelle, for meeting today. Appreciate that. Um, I know you have a lots and lots of things to do in a busy day, so thank you for taking time out. Um, wanted to highlight... Um, uh, on on uh, Tar Heel Runners, I like to highlight runners in North Carolina as well as, um, uh, in your case, uh, resources in North Carolina for running as well. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, and yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so uh, I have always been a very active person in my life. I played team sports growing up and then really picked up the running side of things um, after I finished my senior year of field hockey in college. Um, ran my first half marathon my senior year and loved it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, always wanted to be then involved in like the something involved with sports or fitness or whatever. And the first man, six or seven years of my professional career was involved in uh, working in corporate sponsorships with professional sports teams. So um, NHL team in Ohio, uh, the Texans in Houston. Um, and then I worked and worked for a company that trained pro athletes in the off season and guys getting ready for the NFL combine. And then, you know, just kind of landed, um, had the opportunity to step away from corporate life and, um, ended up deciding I wanted to live at the beach. So that's how I landed in beautiful uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, at that point in my running career, it went from, you know, just something I did to really like my passion, um, kind of what I did every day, relieve stress, kind of do whatever. Um, and I started to like add more miles and it was just, you know, like just something I loved. And uh, so oddly enough, when I was looking to move to the beach and my brother at this point had moved to Greensboro and told me about Wilmington and I was like, you know, I think I want to open my own business. And he was like, well, you're obsessed with running, weirdly obsessed with running. Yeah. Uh, and you want to own your own business. Have you ever thought of owning a running shoe store? And I was like, nope. 
So that well, wasn't why not? Really, so that wasn't on the radar. Uh, I moved once. Well, what happened is I picked Wilmington and then got in touch. So um, I own the Fleet Feet store here and Fleet Feet is a national (laughs) franchise. And so I contacted them because there wasn't one here. So I actually did a small stop in Chapel Hill um, in between Texas and here to really learn actually how to run a retail store since I think I worked at like what the equivalent of, you know, just your general sporting goods store for about, you know, six months in high school. So yeah. Um, but it was, I want to move to Wilmington and then I'll figure out what to do. And then the running shoe store got seated in my brain and there wasn't like a fleet feet here. And so it just all kind of worked out. It was, yeah. you know, like, you plug one seed and then find a way to do it. And you know, all the, all the, you know, puzzle pieces fell into place. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you, you said your running was increasing, mm-hmm. um, where did you, did, did you land into a spot that says, Hey, I really love half marathons or marathons or ultras or five K's or mileage. Where was that spot where you're like, Ooh, this is fun. Uh, it definitely isn't much shorter than 10 miles. Uh, it's, it's funny in college, if you would have told me that I was running today, as much as I was running when I was in college, I would have called you crazy. Um, (laughs) so the field hockey team, so I went to central Michigan, um, and the field hockey team roomed with the track field cross country kids our freshman year. So we were friends with a lot of the cross country kids and I would watch them go out for 10 mile runs. Now, again, it's 10 mile runs in like negative 10. Sure. But again, 10 miles. I'm like, why would you go run 10 miles? You're running three miles. Like your race, not for the guys, you know, they run the 10K, but like, I'm like, your race, they're not running more than five miles like at a time in a race. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, um, but, you know, they were just like, no, it's great. You know, when you need to stop worrying about being like sprinty fast on a field hockey field, you should try it. And so when I had, and during field hockey, like conditioning, we would run up to six miles in like off season conditioning, but it definitely wasn't one of those things where you're like, woo, let's go run six miles. It was like, oh gosh, man, this is going to be a bad day. Um, so, but at the same time we would have track speed workouts and I knew I hated like mile, two mile stuff. Uh-huh. And so it was just like, it was just too, you had to run too hard for too long. Um, so yeah, no, when I ran my first half marathon, it was funny. It was like, it was in Columbus, Ohio, and it was sleeting and raining and blowing like 32 mile an hour winds, something that everyone would be like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. And I got done and I remember seeing my mom be like, that was the coolest thing ever. And she Your was like, mom said that. no, I said oh, that. Said and my mom goes, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm hooked. But yeah, I'm crazy, right? Yeah. So th- for a while it was half marathons and then... Somebody introduced me to a marathon and I got done with that and I finished that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So then it was marathons. Like then I was like, oh, I love this marathon thing. And then I moved to Wilmington and I got suckered, right? Like I'm trying to like make friends with the running community, do whatever. And my friend Tracy was like, hey, me and this other lady are going to go run a 50K in three weeks. You should do it. And I'm like, I haven't run more than 12 miles in like months. Cause I'd gotten over, I had a stress fracture in my foot and she was like, you can do it. Just come. 
And I did it and it was again, great. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, the 50 K that's my, now that's my distance. Like it's mostly on trails. People are a little less like serious competitive mindset on the trail. You know, like, trust me, like road running is awesome, but the trail mindset's just a little different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I did that and then I bumped up to a 50 miler and I've done two of those. And I thought that might be a cool distance. After my last one, I'm like, meh, I might just want to keep the 50K sounds much like more doable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've continually escalated and continually thought that next ex- escalation was my n- niche distance. But right now, it's like the marathon 50K distance is kind of what I like. Yeah. I met Tracy a um, couple months back. I guess it was before all this COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. She was getting her car worked on and I was there and there she was wrapped up with, she had an ice pack wrapped around her foot <laughs> while she's sitting there with her foot elevated. She's like, yeah, I got a 50 K next week down in it was in Georgia. I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, well, good luck with that. Apparently she did great. But, um, so she roped you into some longer distances. Yeah. I, anytime she starts to talk to somebody about it and they've never done that, I'm like, careful. She's a, she, I don't know how she does it, but she like just asked you to do something. You're like, okay, sure. Great. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're, you're still, so is there something that you're training for specifically now? No, everything got canceled this year that I was going to do. So I was supposed to do the Boston to Big Sur challenge. Mm-hmm. And then I was supposed to run the Berlin Marathon in September. And then I said no more 50 milers, but having three marathons on your calendar and having to run all of that. Um, so I did the JFK 50 miler last year oh, cool. and, and finished in 11th. And oh, man, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but now I know how to train for it because I know the course. So I was like, oh man, if I'm going to train for three marathons, I can actually train better and maybe I can hit a top 10 spot. But I, I don't think that's going to pan out just because one, I don't know if it's going to happen. And two, right now I'm having a really hard time, you know, the training for 50 milers, you know, a little more intensive and a lot more time commitment. And so I'm not sure if I can put that time commitment forth, not knowing if it's going to happen. Yeah. So that's a lot of investment. And then, okay, now that I'm all trained up and this thing either, you know, becomes virtual or something like that. Yep. And, um, so yeah. Yeah. So right now there's not much on my calendar. Um, I have Boston, I've qualified for next year, so I might sign up for that, but I've done it twice. And there's just so many cool running experiences that cost a lot of money, much like Boston does. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, do I want to take that money and invest it into doing something, you know, different somewhere else? go to like a cool trail run somewhere and go stay in the mountains for a week. So I'm not putting anything on my calendar probably until like spring of next year to see where we all are. Yeah. You, I mean, you've said you've qualified for Boston and you, and you mentioned this, uh, the 11th spot at uh, JFK. Mm -hmm. So obviously uh, your speed had improved. uh, It sounds like, or, or, is that something you've always been a kind of that competitive speed person? So if you ask me or most of the people I run with, I actually am not very competitive. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, um, I, I don't really, 
Outside, the 50 miler, I follow a loose training plan of doing like back-to-back -back runs on the weekend, just because I know what it actually running the 50 miles does to you in the moment of the race. Um, I've just been one of those people where I'm not, it's what I always tell everyone. I've never been like the fastest person. Like you're not, I'm not going to like blow people away with super fast, fast, fast five K's, you know, that 18, 19 minute five K thing. I'm not, people tell me I can break three hours in a marathon. I just don't want to try that hard and like train. Cause that's a lot of training. Like uh -huh. <laughs> I don't have the like most like set strict schedule. So it's really hard. Like, Oh, you're supposed to get out and do this run today and make sure you get it in. Cause otherwise it's going to kind of flip your whole training week on its head. And I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so much pressure and stress. And I already have a store that I have to run and make sure it's like good, doing well. And you know, what? I'm just going to go out and run. So, um, I, I pretty much just run and I need to stop doing this, but I run a lot of my runs at the same pace which is roughly 10 to 15 seconds slower than my marathon pace, which is, I do not recommend that for anyone. That is a horrible, horrible way to train. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's, it's, I've just always kind of been a little fat, found running faster for a long period of time easier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, you, I think you've mentioned three times now, uh, maybe four, about the time balance between your training and your career. Mm -hmm. How do you do that juggle? Because yeah. How do you do that juggle? Uh, you know, sometimes it's e easier than others. Um, like it's a, I, I like it's actually a week by week thing. So like this week is an easy week. So like I have my full staff, most people are in town. I can, well, it's nine bazillion degrees outside. So I'm definitely getting up to run at six, five 30 or 6 AM. But if this was in the middle of the winter, this week would be one of those weeks where I could get up and kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, you know, either early in the morning or like late afternoon, early evening, but next week and the week after we're understaffed. So I will be working, you know, maybe 55, 60 hours a week. So I will be up at five o'clock every morning, going for a run, getting home, showered, do any office work I have to do at home before going to the store at 10. And then I'll be there until five, six, seven o'clock at night. Um, so those weeks are just exhausting, but you know it. So you just kind of mentally gear up. You're like, this is going to be great because I'll be structured and get my runs in. So they're not hanging over my head, get to spend a day talking to people about shoes and running and health and all that stuff. So that's great. You just know that it's, going to be 14 straight days, you know, and then you take, you sleep a lot the first day you get the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I would think being, being a runner and, and having done all those distances from five K's to 50 milers in between, uh, that gives you some legitimacy in, in the field as far as it, it, in, in your business. When somebody walks in, whether they're seasoned runner or whether they're brand new, uh, I would think that would give you some legitimacy. Yeah, I, I would say it does. But at the same time, unless somebody asks, I don't talk about my running. I mean, everyone that works for me is a runner or 
has been a runner in their past and maybe has a medical issue now later in life that doesn't allow them to run much anymore. Um, unless somebody asks, it never really comes up. Now, locally with people, if the people know and it, they're like, see me out at races, then yeah, it does. Um, it's nice to be able to, for, I will say, we also have a large chunk of people that come to us just for walking shoes, shoes for work that are comfortable or medical issues. But for the chunk that come in and that, that runs, um, the running side of things definitely makes it easier to, for seasoned runners to be like, yep, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I experienced that too. I've done the same thing when I've worn shoes too small or too big or with not the right heel to toe drop or dealing with this injury and keeping going. And so that side of things definitely helps us just be able to fit people better with shoes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that would be more of a question for the customers, whether they even care. <laughs> but yes, I can definitely, uh, outside of people coming in telling me what do I need to do for a hundred mile or training, I definitely can give them a lot of insight as to what yeah. to experience, expect in each experience along the road. As a customer, <laughs> I have experienced um, uh, the other side of it. I would say the the questions that I was asked indicated that somebody knew more than just what some flyer said or what some training said from a manufacturer. It mm -hmm. was, it was like, okay, mm, let's go over here and here's why. Um, and so, yeah, so for whatever that's worth, my experience has been that way. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it helps when you can somewhat relate, which, you know, we can, I am also the person that's probably done everything wrong too before getting into the running shoe world in my running. So I can, when someone comes in with some issue or we, ex, ex, I explain to them why we need to go up certain size lengths in shoes. And they're like, well, that's a, and I'm like, trust me, trust me. If I'm wearing flip-flops, I can get, look at the damaged toenail. That's from like 10 and a half years ago. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I think it was your store about five years ago that somebody, suggested I go up a half side is, and now I have all my nails and it's fantastic. <laughs> you don't have completely creepy feet, just maybe mildly no. creepy running feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will not show pictures of those <laughs> on here. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, now you guys have some runs and stuff like that. At least you were, are you guys still doing those runs right now at the store in the mornings or how's that working out? Yeah, no. I'm to look on your face. I know the answer. Yeah. So we still do our training groups in small factions. Um, so if you are like right now, we're training our summer speed group, but we're in tiny little groups. Uh, we had to cap the amount of people that could join. Um, it's still great, still fun. We're still working with people, getting them out the door to go run. Um, but in terms of what I like to call like our big fun weekend runs that we like to have and, do pancake breakfasts afterwards and have like 150, 200 people running from the store and bring in vendors out so people can test shoes or products and make like a running celebration day. Unfortunately, those are not happening. Um, and man, I saw on my Facebook feed, something popped up from a few years back where we were doing, I think a pancake run fundraiser for the, um, just connected with the American Cancer Society. So probably around Relay for Life. And there was like, it was a picture of probably over a hundred people at the store. 
It's wow. just like, I just miss that. And there's just such a, like running's great because you can do it by yourself. Like it's hard to go get a great workout playing basketball by yourself. Um, but it's also such a great big community of people mm. and going out to run with friends and talking to them for an hour about issues you're having during your day or I don't know, whatever it is, the running community and the support that you feel is, well, it's still out there. I definitely miss the big group gatherings. So, but as soon as it, as soon as they tell us we can do it, um, I've got a couple of plans already in place safely, definitely safely, but, um, trying to figure out how we can do some fun things from the store, whether it be in like sections, waves, like small groups gather. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to try to do something fun. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what any of our <laughs> uh, areas of, of, of jobs and so forth are going to be. Right. So yeah. we come up with these plans and they all change. But, um, I think what, what is notable for me as I, as I hear, as I ask that question and I can just see the disappointment on the zoom call of man, I just really miss that group of people. Um, there is a sense of community and I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't been involved in running communities in other cities, but I know the running community here in Wilmington is pretty tight knit. I mean, and folks know one another and my impression is that they've been very welcoming, you know, for, for folks who were just trying to get out the door. Mm-hmm. So they might come to the store. Uh, I remember doing the, one of those one time when I was like three miles, are you serious? Uh, that's forever. Uh, and you know, and, now I've got several ultras under my belt. So, you know, it's like whatever, uh, three miles, that's fine. But um, yeah, so that sense of community has been uh, huge, I think. And I think that's one of the things that um, I think is still there. I was just at your store a couple, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, yeah, I had just worn out a pair of shoes and there was a, you know, the, the old models were going out of the, yep. ult- the ultras and the new models were coming in. And it was, it was the time to buy. <laughs> uh, and the folks that were there uh, were the employees were just real, uh, uh, just affirming and bubbling and positive. And it was, it was just really cool. Um, and there were folks there. It was another lady that you talk about folks who don't do the running thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lady there who was just getting some insoles for something. And I don't know what it was, but it, obviously she wasn't running. Uh, she just needed some of that. And uh, so that sense of community and caring and wherever we are on that spectrum, um, that, that, that community is huge. And so thank you for, for leading that charge on so many ways. Oh, thank um, you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you say to somebody who, okay, they've been cooped up, four months now, 15 weeks, however long this has been. We don't know how long, how much longer this is going to be, but what we used to know in February is not now. Um, How would they go about if they want to get out and start running again? What advice would you give somebody? So obviously the first thing I always tell people, and I hear it a lot after someone's already been running for about four to five weeks that like, yep, it took so i'm getting shoes um i always say come get shoes because if you haven't been running for a while your body uh does not necessarily love 
the impact of running. And so come get fit. So at least you're in the proper footwear. And so it makes it a tad bit more, more enjoyable as you're getting back into it. Um, I mean, any cardio you do or strength or anything, uh, it, if you haven't been doing it for a while, it's a little bit of a, a break in process. So, um, I would say shoes. And then the second is if you can find a person or two people that you can meet up with and get out the door with to keep you going, um, do that. Like, like we were talking about that sense of community while we don't have, can't necessarily get together with the community of 50 runners at one time, definitely find one or two people and the accountability of meeting up with friends. Um, it definitely makes the time go by faster if you're able to talk to somebody. So if you can find one or two people that you can meet up with, um, and follow kind of a basic plan, uh, we, we typically have some entry level 5k programs that you can, latch onto. We won't start another one probably until August, but um, there's obviously apps and things like that that you can also follow if you are a very good self-disciplined person. Um, but my big thing is like, make sure you've got the basic footwear, you know, whether it's shoes and inserts and making sure you're getting good socks because people don't understand how much a difference a good sock makes <laughs> um, mm -hmm. to just making sure that you have somebody that's there to help encourage you along the way. Um, I, we even have a couple of customers that have just started and it's been great because they'll email me or they'll come back in the store and just say, Oh my gosh, like this is now so much better because I have like good shoes or thanks for, you know, uh, with the Wilmington Roadrunners, there's a couple of runs during the week that are, Again, if you're starting and you're trying to cover like a mile or two miles, that's not going to work. But they have some three mile, four mile runs that you can find people that can do some run walks with you. Um, I even tell people like if you're looking for somebody just to help you get and meet with. And if I have time, which leading up to about this week has been a little spotty, but heck, I mean, I'll, I'll meet somebody at the store or in the morning and do whatever. Like I, I, especially now, since there's no races to train for, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go for a run walk. Like let's meet at the store or meet downtown or wherever. Um, but you know, the good footwear plus that community or whatever to keep you accountable is really helpful if you're trying to start it can be discouraging if you're hit if you're starting something mm -hmm. uh, and you have the wrong footwear it would you know it's um it, it i've heard too many stories people head out the door and they end up with painful shins or knees or backs and all that and i'm like well maybe maybe instead of, of getting something good uh, after you have those injuries <laughs> let's start off so we can prevent those um and so that's that's huge um yeah. I always say a good quality running shoe is less expensive than eight sessions of physical therapy. <laughs> Sorry to all my physical therapists out there, but <laughs> who are fantastic. And we love yes. Them. <laughs> yes, yes. We love them. Um, that's cool. Uh, and yes, you put a plug in for the Wilmington Roadrunners. Uh, yes. I mean, that's the best 20 bucks a year I spend on that membership. Mm -hmm. uh, I may not go to all their events, but it's a sense of community as well and fostering. And if you have questions, 
you can ask folks there on their Facebook page, and they uh, there are folks there who who are willing to help, and they're not all speed demons because uh, I am not at all. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so that's cool. Um, um, anything else that you want to to share? No, I think I think we you know covered a lot, and um, I would just say you know as I, we know lots of gym owners. So, and I know that some gyms are open and doing their thing. Um, so good for them. But for those people that, you know, are looking for an outlet and don't have a gym to go to, you know, don't be scared to uh, start a walking regime or a running regime because, and then even once gyms open up back up, uh, it's such a great way to physical activity and Really, uh, I think we got really lucky during the first six weeks of this whole eight weeks, I guess, of the coronavirus shutdown is we had what I like to call California weather that we're not used to experiencing. That was crazy. It was amazing. Wonderful. Amazing. Um, but what I, the one thing I think I also just love about running is going outside. Trust me, mm -hmm. I hit the treadmill. If I sleep in and it's 95 degrees outside, feels like 100, I will go run on a treadmill. But there's something cool about, you know, running outside, running through your neighborhood and seeing houses or neighbors that you don't maybe have never seen before, or going down and experiencing the intercoastal at sunrise or downtown at sunset. Like there's just so many cool experiences and eye-opening things that maybe you don't notice when you're driving all the time. So that's what I do also love about running and walking. So um, that's my plug to get people out the door and um, starting to take those activities just because seeing the outside by foot versus by car is uh, something you'll, I think you'll see a lot of Wilmington that maybe you never really noticed before. Absolutely. Uh, that is so true. That is somebody who's experienced it. Yes, that is so true. You're like, huh, I never knew that was there. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. Well, thank you for taking time to share a little bit about yourself and a little bit about one of your passions, obviously, because it's bled over now into a career. Yeah. So, uh, so that's awesome. And how can folks find you? Sure. Um, so Fleet Feet itself is located on Military Cutoff Road uh, in the Forum Shopping Center. Uh, we're pretty close to that uh, intersection that heads out to Wrightsville Beach. Um, you can always find us on fleetfeetwilmington.com. Um, or if you ever have questions and need to email anybody, um, you can either hit wilmington at fleetfeet.com or michelle.fogel at fleetfeet.com. And we'd be happy to help you out any way possible. Cool. Well, thank you so much and all the best to you with all the new changes ahead and whatever that training schedule looks like. <laughs> one day. <laughs> For you. Yeah, one day, one day. Cool. Uh -huh. Thanks so much, Michelle. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks. Hey, can you do me a favor? Please subscribe to and review this podcast on your podcast app. This helps spread the word about all the incredible runners and places to run here in the Tar Heel State. I really appreciate it. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tar Heel Runners. Until next time, get out there and run 